Hey there, welcome to The Green Room, a regular podcast where we put news and culture under a two-lane lens. I'm Ryan Rivette, and I'll be your host this week as we take a closer look at China, specifically the one-child policy in place for more than three decades that was abolished in October of this year. If you have questions about China and you're a Tulane, you ask this guy. Martin Dimitrov. I'm an associate professor of political science and director of the Asian Studies program at Tulane. When the Chinese state planners scrapped the notorious one-child policy this year, it was pretty big news. The media was rife with stories about it. But how big a deal was it actually? That's what I asked Professor Dimitrov. It will probably not have a serious impact on total fertility rate, but it has significant political importance. So what has been happening in China is that fertility was already declining before the one-child policy was introduced. And many demographers think that fertility in China declined only in part because of the one-child policy and most of the decline was a result of modernization in China as people were getting more educated, as they were moving into urban areas, as they were getting richer, they didn't want to have more than one child. Two months after the policy was reversed, stories coming out of China support what he's saying. The policy and the draconian methods used to enforce it may have led to lower fertility rate early on, but now it probably comes down to economics more than anything else. While it's expensive to have a kid anywhere, in China's big cities, the cost can be prohibitive. Beijing and Shanghai are among the top five most expensive cities in the world. And average income in China is a fraction of what it is in the U.S. So, so it's those other costs. It's not healthcare and education, but just the costs of, of daily life in urban China, which make it difficult for couples to imagine having more than one child. Something else that supports Dimitrov's take that we should not expect a baby boom in China in the coming years is that certain segments of the population have been able to have multiple children for years. But that has barely moved the needle when it comes to overall birth rates which hover around 1.4 per family. The way that the policy worked is technically China had a one-child policy, but only 63% of families were subject to this one-child policy. So there were a lot of exemptions. Um, Most couples living in rural China were allowed to have two children. Uh, There were some areas where couples were allowed to have a second child if the first one was a girl. Then ethnic minorities were exempt from the one-child policy, and in 2013, the government implemented a new um, policy which um, stipulated that if one of the parents is a single child, they can have a second child. So this one-child policy has already been relaxed on the edges, and with each relaxation, the Chinese government has been surprised that the number of couples who they believed would apply for a license to have a second child was significantly lower than the projected number of couples. And Dimitrov says that is a big concern for the Chinese government when they look down the road and see what's coming at them. The Chinese government is quite worried about current demographic trends. And even though most specialists don't think that the policy will reverse the trends, perhaps it may have effects that we're not currently anticipating. So the current demographic trends is that China is getting older because life expectancy is increasing and with this very low fertility rate, the dependency rate is increasing. So 
um, there are uh, fewer young people who can work and who can take care of their parents and grandparents as these age. So China is concerned that uh, with this li long life expectancy, there will be an army of retirees and a very small labor force. And it wants to increase um, the size of the labor force. For the last 50 years in China, men have retired in 60 and women have retired at 55. And they can actually retire even earlier if they engage in um, dangerous occupations one of which is being a teacher. So, um, so there are many exemptions. So women can retire as early as 50 and in some cases 48 years of age, which means that they spend at least a decade or two outside of the labor force. Um, and then, you know, the very low fertility rate is, is certainly another um, long-term problem in terms of the declining capacity of the Chinese economy to deliver high, high levels of economic growth. While Dimitrov says that the policy reversal probably won't have a huge impact on the population of China, it may have an impact on the way the Chinese people perceive their government, and that might be even more important. Politically, by lifting the one-child policy and allowing couples to have two children, the government seems to be more responsive to popular preferences. So it then is up to individual families whether they would make use of this new policy, but at least they have the option to have two children. Um, so on the political side, what the new um, the Xi Jinping um, administration is trying to show is that it, it cares for ordinary citizens and it is responsive to their preferences. I mean, there's several lessons that international observers could take from this decision. I mean, the simplest one is that one-child policies are hugely unpopular and typically don't work. So. Um, as most specialists believe, fertility would have declined anyway in China. So why implement a policy that led to so much suffering um, for families that wanted to violate the policy? It is rare for authoritarian governments to reverse unpopular policies. And we have an example from China. So I think the key thing for me is that we don't know whether this policy will have um, an impact on Chinese demography. Most likely it will not. But it certainly would have an impact in terms of how Chinese citizens are perceiving the government. And one major source of discontent uh, among Chinese citizens, namely the interference of the government in their bedrooms and in their reproductive choices, will now be gone. So this will increase the popularity of the regime with ordinary Chinese citizens. ...to crunch those numbers. Well, that's our show. If you like this podcast, remember you can subscribe and get all of our podcasts on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. If you have any questions or comments, don't be afraid to send them to us. You can email them to newwave at tulane.edu. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time in the green room.